Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 this is the word to stand on for life with pastor ron arbaugh the word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of calvary chapel in san antonio a live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's Thursday, it's 4 o'clock, and that means Paula is in the house. Welcome to the date-day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know, we get together every weekday at 4 to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions or questions about anything that's going on in your life as it relates to the Word of God. And we'll continue to do that. You're certainly welcome to make those calls today. But Thursday is a day that we set aside especially for, or at least maybe it's better to say we give priority to the ladies in our audience because Paula uh, comes and joins me and she is here today to encourage and to give some help to anybody who needs it. Here is our phone numbers, 340-9585. That's 340-9585. I wonder if we should start giving the area code, too, now that you have to dial area codes. Our area code is 210. Don't ever forget that. There you go. (laughs) 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send the question that way. If you're driving in your car, perhaps the best and safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now button using your hands-free feature and you will be connected directly to our studio uh, producer. 340-9585, welcome to the program. I thought you were going to say, take it away. No, I was going to say, you look gorgeous. Thank you. Well, for you on the listening side, I was, he was just staring at me a few minutes ago and kind of had a funny look about him. And I was like, are you getting ready to tell me how beautiful I look today or what? What are you doing? And so he waited till right now. So thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Judger. <laughs> That's what I do. Anyway, let me uh, really quick um, invite any and all ladies, ages, well, if you're a senior in high school, to however many years you are still alive, you are, and a woman, you are invited to join us for our annual women's retreat, um, March 8th through the 10th. That's a Thursday evening to a Saturday, and we end at noon. Um, and the theme is Abide from John fifteen four, So it, it, we're going to be located at Camp Buckner. That's in Burnett, Texas. And um, you need to hurry up and sign up because basically uh, it's probably going to be mostly younger people. No, that's not true because we have lower bunks. There's a bunk in every single room, even the handicapped rooms. So there, everybody's going to be, you know, um, in a room there where there's a bunk bed, but they're very, very nice. Um, and for the elderly, you know, the more elderly or ones with arthritis and stuff, I put them all in the bottom bunks, and then we put the little whippersnappers and then me in the top bunk because, you know, I have to suffer for the Lord <laughs> with these ladies. No, um, just that my roommates all need the lower, and I can, I can manage um, at least maybe hopefully one more year. I've been praying, Lord, keep them safe. 
See, it's, it's because you, you can sleep without moving. I could never be in the top bunk because <laughs> I just move all over the place. Boom. But you sleep without moving, yeah. so you're safe wherever you are. Yeah. Every time you say burn it, Texas, all I can think of is dad burn it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I remember where it is. Okay. But but for, for the ladies in the audience, we're already well over 200 ladies. We're 250. We're, we're over 250 yeah. now. And, and um, um, you know, we want you to be there. We don't want you to, to wait. So if you're thinking that... Uh, you'd love to go, uh, please don't miss out. It's, mm -hmm. it's always a great time. Life-changing if you let it be. Jesus wants to meet you there. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes away from your husbands or sometimes away from work and the friends that you hang around with uh, in everyday life, sometimes it's just really good to get away with Jesus. Uh, I know I'm not a real social person, so... Uh, I know there are people like me who would say, well, you know, they're all strangers and I wouldn't know them. I can promise you the people out there will be strangers for about 30 seconds mm -hmm. once you get there. Mm -hmm. You just tell somebody, look, I'm from the radio audience and, yep. and I've never been here before. Yep. Uh, and, and they'll put their arms around you and you'll, you'll develop some relationships that will last a lifetime. Yep. But most importantly, it's time to get away and be with Jesus. Yep. And um, we'd love for you to come. Yeah. Yep. How do they sign up? Um, they can go online at calvarysa.com, and if you uh, can't do that, the area code for our church is 210-658-8337, and ask for a net would probably be your best bet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if, you, uh, if you're in the local area, you, all you have to do is stop by anytime we have yeah. church, Wednesday night, Friday night, uh, Sunday. Um, do, do you do sign-ups on Monday nights, too, at the Ladies Bible Study? We can. We can. So, so, see me. See, see yeah. Paul. We'd love to have you join us. Mm -hmm. Okay, Paula, what's on your heart? Okay, so I was thinking, because, you know, I do that every once in a while. But um, here at our free academy, kindergarten through... Um, 12th grade. What year is this? 18. 18th year. Wow, crazy. Um, they have chapel every morning. So this coming up morning, uh, Monday morning, Pastor Ron, you and I have chapel. Yep, you and I have chapel, and we get the opportunity to speak at the Calvary Chapel Christian Academy. And if you're looking a little dumbfounded, like you haven't heard this before, it's because you know, you're 66, and evidently you've forgotten, because I've been saying this for a little while now. So. Yeah, but these kids don't want to hear from a 66-year-old guy. Well. Please tell me I don't have the, the little kids. You have, have the little kids, right? I have the okay. little kids, yes, and that's my wheelhouse. So right we're there. doing the devotion on We're doing Monday. the devotion, uh -huh. freedom in Christ. And, um, you know, I was thinking, uh, when I went to school, you know, they were showing us that we were apes at one time and we morphed up into being humans. But at um, Calvary Chapel Christian Academy, these kids get um, to hear about the freedom in Christ and that, that they were created by divine design, each unique, special, valuable, precious, perfect, and flawless. Um, they are taught each week is a different uh, topic, and each week, um, different teachers. For you and I, they just choose us to do, because probably we talk so much already, and our lives are pretty busy, <laughs> and the teachers here um, basically take turns teaching. I know they go outside of the staff um, somewhat, you know, maybe the pastor's wives or the elders and their sometimes. elders' wives. Sometimes they do that, but anyway, our turn, and we get to tell these kids, I mean, everybody who teaches the chapel, um, that they are special. God created them for his purpose, and it's to be um, not successful as far as riches and all that kind of stuff, but successful in that they can live uh, a holy life, a godly life, and then, you know, get saved, of course, because they get that information of how to be saved, that they could spend eternity with him um, in heaven. And just, you know, that they will never be alone, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide them into all truth, um, and that the Holy Spirit will enable them to accomplish um, the good things that he has for them as long as they partner with him, and that um, he will be with them until their dying breath, and then he takes them to heaven, too, for eternity. 
we didn't learn that in our school. Yeah, let me make an editorial comment, and then you can go right back to where, where you were going. Um, one of the great things about having your own school is that we get to teach real science, yeah. true science. You know, science is the observation of things. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to study the observation of creation, you have to go to the one who was there. Mm -hmm. And that's Jesus, okay. of course. A fool says in his heart, there's no God, mm -hmm. the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Well, w whenever you start, science does, most often, start with the presumption that there is no God, you're going to come up with all this kind of junk science. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it has been so beaten into our brains that an unthinking world just accepts it as fact. And uh, we don't have to spend one minute um, teaching um, the same science and biology classes, the creation classes that, mm -hmm. that are taught in secular schools. Uh, we, can, we can start with the, the, the one who is there in the beginning, God. And, and if um, um, that offends people, well, they don't have to come to our school. Mm -hmm. But we also teach them the word of God. And, and we're teaching them how to be free. You, you know, your topic, our topic mm -hmm. is freedom. Mm -hmm. But we're teaching them to, to truly be free by resting in Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our school, uh, and the audience has heard this before, but, but our school costs a lot of money. But God asks us to do it for free. Mm -hmm. That's because he wanted kids that he cares about to be taught what is true and turn them into evangelists, turn them loose on the world around them. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we've been doing now for 18 years. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really an honor and a privilege to do so. Yeah. I just wish we had more space so we could have more kids. Me too. Me too, babe. And we, yeah. We have 135 kids in our school. We can't fit one more in. But, and but, the waiting uh, list is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I people don't like are, waiting lists. I know. I know. <laughs> people, are, people are getting pregnant and saying, can we get our child on the waiting list? You know? And, well, that's just, yeah. And, and, and for anybody out there who might be thinking, well, you know, it's a free school. It's kind of a, a cheesy homeschool uh, <laughs> type of school. We have 100% college placement. Um, not, not all of our kids have chosen to go, but mm -hmm. they were all accepted. Mm -hmm. um, um, we've never been accredited. You can't be accredited and free. Mm -hmm. um, this is just God's gift to the people yeah. who are here. <clears throat> and not all the kids come from our church. No. Um, you know, that was never our intent. Had a little, you know, it's just just us. Let's get together and stay in a huddle. Mm -hmm. um, and people are getting saved. Yeah. Kids are getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. And... and um, I'm really, really pleased by all of that. Yeah. Well, so we get the privilege, the opportunity to teach these kids. And even as we're sitting in, you know, standing there and talking to them, um, another thing is this school is evangelical because not all the kids. Evangelistic. Evangelistic. Not all the kids are, are Christians yet. And yet um, the Lord who loves each one of them and, and he reigns you know, and sh sh shines his sun on the righteous and the unrighteous, they all get the opportunity. Yeah, and obviously we can't force people to get saved. we we got kids that have been here from birth in our church, and they're not saved. Mm -hmm. So um, all we do is we tell them the truth and give them the opportunity every day. That's mm -hmm. why Bible study is so important. That's why yeah. um, every day begins with chapel. Mm -hmm. And... Um, most of them end up getting saved. Yeah. It's cool. I love it. So I get to talk to the little kids, and, you know, I, and like I said, that's my wheelhouse, you know, because I can sort of kind of relate to them, you know, and stuff. Like, you know, when you get mad, you know, your mom says clean your room, and you want to really play uh, video games, and you go in your room, and you just pick up one thing or two, and you say, okay, mom, I cleaned my room, and then she says, I'm going to come check. Well, no, I don't, no, I, I didn't. Why don't you trust me kind of thing? Well, you know, instead of just telling a lie, basically, just do it right the first time, and, and things will go well with you. I think that's what Ephesians says, you know, obey your parents and the Lord, and things will go well with you. Um, and so as a Christian, and not, again, not everybody is, but as a Christian, this um, freedom in Christ, we have the freedom to walk in obedience, which will result in joy and peace. Um, and so instead of lying or, and, or getting mad and throwing a tantrum, just obey and, and it will go well with you. You know, don't, you know, you may be angry about having to clean up your room, but then, you know, like for you and I, we can teach them, like, it's not really your room. 
your parents are allowing you to live there. You know, you have a space that you can call your own, but that's not really your own because they're paying for you to be able to live there. So you should be appreciative. And I think that's what the Lord um, instills in, in we who are Christians, uh, that sense of gratitude because he rescued us from such darkness. We didn't have, you know, a whole bunch of us didn't grow up in those um, homes that were filled with love. He has placed us, me anyway, placed me in this body. Um, I'm in a family. And, you know, we all have different roles and... um, I just know I'm loved. Paul, can you imagine, based on what you just said, can you imagine what it was like um, in the first church, first century church, especially right at the beginning, mm-hmm. when the church was entirely Jewish, uh, 3,000 the first day, uh, that's just men not including their families, another 5,000 um, subsequently a couple of days later. Um, uh, but the church over and over in the book of Acts, the church continued to grow, and, and, and many held the word of the Lord in awe. Um, imagine how important that sense of family was mm-hmm. to them because they would be disowned by their Jewish families, their blood families. Yes. They would be disowned, you know, condemned to living a life under a law that they couldn't keep. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they're free. You know, Galatians mm-hmm. 5 1 says it's for freedom yes. we've been set free. And, and suddenly they're, they're, they're surrounded by people who love them, they're surrounded by people in similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. And they can all come together in unity because um, because they're free. And they've never been free from the, the burden of, of the law. Mm-hmm. Sunday I get to talk. I, I have to talk. I don't like talking about it, but, but, but I'm talking about legalism in, in Romans 14, the first study there. Um, well, Jews under the law were slaves to that law. And, and when you're slaves to a slave master that can't be satisfied, you never understand what freedom really mm-hmm. is. And for them suddenly to find themselves surrounded by people in the same circumstance, and yet seeing all of those people filled with such unbelievable joy and mm-hmm. passion, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would feel like I'm home. And I know your life verse is a whole chapter, Isaiah 54, mm-hmm. but, but that's pretty much where you came from. And when, when you come to church, um, most of the church calls, calls you Mama Paula, even some of the people near our age, and, yep, yep. and you never asked him to do that. Mm-mm. It's just God put you in a family. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pastor Ron, since you mentioned Mama Paula, this is, this is one of those reasons why I like teaching the kindergarten through sixth grade, because when they announce me on Monday that I'm the speaker, mm-hmm. all the kids, for I don't know, from the time I walk from the back door up to the front of the classroom, Mama Paula, Mama Paula, Mama Paula. And they're just so excited. They're screaming and yelling and they're cheering for me. You don't get that in the big kids' room. I, I don't get that even when I've done the little kids' room. <laughs> I'm so sorry. See, you're the fun one and the funny one. <laughs> they don't when do I, that for when, you? When I walk in the room, it's like, oh, Pastor Ron. <laughs> oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They never see. They know you like talking to the big kids, so they like snubbing you, I guess, a little bit. But no, three, it's mom, three, mom, mom, look. Oh yeah. Three four zero ninety five eighty five, ladies. Especially if you have any questions, we'll take any questions today that you might have. But, but especially ladies, if there's any way Paula can be a source of encouragement for you, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about the freedom in Christ in um, Romans six. I've been in Romans six ever since. Um, I've been going over this topic um, in verse 4 it says therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life I'm new I don't have to do the same old things you know that I was bound in this world to do you know when my flesh would flare up it would just go off and, you know, give somebody a piece of my mind. Or I, say, I used to say bad words, Pastor Ron, <laughs> you know. Um, and the ugly thoughts that I had, I didn't know that you didn't have to act on those until I became a Christian and, and found out that you can take every thought captive and make them obedient to Christ, mm-hmm. which, which changes your behavior as you resolve, that's my word, you know, as I resolve to change 
my attitude, my behavior, I didn't know I even, I didn't even have that availability to me before I became saved, but then when yeah. the Holy Spirit came up. Huh? Yeah. Behavior only changes when heart changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can, we can discipline ourselves and try to change. We prove that we can't do that every year with our New Year's resolutions. <laughs> but, Two weeks. Um, you know, we can do pretty well for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, we, can, we can tough it out, but we always revert back to who we really are. Well, the, what you just read in Romans 6 said that, that now who we really are is Christ in us, mm -hmm. the hope of glory. Yeah. And He is the change agent. We can't change ourselves. And because He changes who we are, the essence of who we are, well, then our behavior change, mm -hmm. changes and, and glorifies Him. One of the things that I'll be saying to the uh, older kids uh, on Monday is that uh, this Christian concept of freedom it's important to understand uh, too often in the world that we live in, well, I'm free to make my own choices. I'm free to have sex, the, the, the world says, and, mm -hmm. and, and not worry about the consequences. Mm -hmm. If I get pregnant, I'll just have an abortion or, mm -hmm. or whatever the consequences might be. And, and we think, well, I'm free. And we, we, we exercise what we think is freedom to mm -hmm. sin. We find out that we're not really free at all. Mm -mm. We're under bondage to, to sin. We can't stop doing the things that we know we're not supposed to do. Even if we want to, we can't. Yeah. And and what I'm going to be telling the older kids is that that um, freedom means you're free not to sin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're slaves to something. Romans 6 says we're slaves to sin or slaves yeah. to righteousness. Yeah. We get to choose. We're free agents. Yeah. We can make that choice. Yeah. But we're going to be slaves to, to something. If we're slaves to sin, we get crushed. If we're slaves to righteousness, we get blessed. Mm -hmm. And we get to make that choice. We're free not to be like everybody else. We're free not to talk like everybody else mm -hmm. or or about everybody else. We're free um, from feeling condemned and under conscience when we do the wrong things. Mm -hmm. We're free to honor Jesus with our lives. And um, I think too many times Christians are afraid of freedom because, well, if there aren't rules, then then who's going to be in control? <laughs> well, we, we try to use rules to control people. We're free from those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In verse 11, it says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not, that's a choice, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts. You know? Um, so you're talking about having sex with someone. We know, we all know that's wrong. I don't care what, if you, you can talk yourself into it's okay. That's because we've been marketed. But it, we all know it's not okay. We, nobody wants to get pregnant and have to go tell their mom or their dad. <laughs> Paul, let's take a break. we got John okay. on line one. John, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I, uh... I wasn't sure if I was going to call, but I got to stick up for my high school students. If you're teaching uh, on the high school side today, you will find that starting last year, uh, they cheer as loudly for the speakers as the elementary kids do, and I'm very proud of them. Uh -huh. uh, okay. Yeah, thank you so much, John. So if, you, if you have the privilege of teaching over there, uh, you'll get cheered on just as loudly as the elementary school kids. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now like John, I stuck up for my peeps. Thanks, John. Yeah, I, now, I love you so now, much. Now Your here, family is amazing. Here's the problem: if they don't cheer for me, I'm going to take it even more personally. <laughs> Can you hear that, John? <laughs> no, they will. I promise. Right, okay. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thanks, Thank John. You. God bless. Uh, Paula, Jimmy, based on something you said, wrote in and said, "I says I still cuss sometimes. I know it's wrong, but every now and then it slips out." Jimmy, if you still cuss sometimes and once in a while it slips out, repent. Repent. I had the foulest mouth imaginable before I got saved, and and it was like it almost magically went away, um, because I was I, I was so close to Jesus that I couldn't imagine wanting to talk like that. Uh, I I've cussed one time in 27 years. At Bible college. At Bible college, <laughs> and just slipped out just like that. And and I felt like I defiled my yeah. holy Jesus. Yeah. And um, um, it, it, it's 
caused me to pray, Jimmy, to say, Lord, I don't want to misrepresent the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. So please, before that that gets into my brain, it's in my heart. That's what you say. What comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. So change my heart. Mm-hmm. And then he reminded me that he did. Well, then, then help my brain to respond more quickly. And and even now, Jimmy, if I have bad thoughts or if I have ugly words that come to mind, and sometimes there's a, there's an enemy, so the enemy brings them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm able to 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 say, well, I I wouldn't want to misrepresent Jesus like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you're fighting it, Jimmy. I'm glad that you know it's wrong. Um, but but when it does slip out, um, then you need to immediately repent first to God, and then you need to repent to. Um, whoever might be within earshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, please forgive me. I misrepresented my Jesus. I don't ever want to do that again. So pray for me. Mm-hmm. But ask God to forgive you and you're forgiven. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that you hate it. I'm glad that you know it's wrong. Um, too many people think it's not a big deal. It's a very big deal, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, it's just words. You know I don't mean it, but it's not just words. It, the Lord says, let no unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. And when we when that happens, we've got to own it. And sounds like you're taking ownership of that, Jimmy. Good job, buddy. Yeah. We've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, 340-9585. Paul is waiting for your calls. We will be back in two minutes. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the program the date day edition of the program 340-9585 for your live calls and questions paula what's next i'm just still um rejoicing in the fact that you're going to get Papa Ron, Pastor Ron, or something to that effect on Monday. Not, so I don't have to Not feel. you again. <laughs> not you again. That's probably what you're going to say. <laughs> don't we get enough of him? Because, uh, you know. And I do talk to way too much. You don't either. It's just <laughs> wonderful. And, and you know, some people would say, you got to go to church again, maybe to me, because I'm here all the time. No, no, no. I get to go to church. I am so thrilled, and I get to come here and hang out, you know, like coming to this program. The kids are just getting out of school, and, man, I am the biggest hit. Mama Paula! <laughs> I'm like, what, baby? How can I help you? And that can only happen in the body of Christ. See, we're free uh, yeah. to enjoy real relationships uh, based on um, the commonality of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. And the uniqueness. Better, yeah. better than blood family. Yeah. Not, Unless they're in Christ. Not yet. Well, but, but still, if, we're, if, they're, if they're blood family in Christ, we're, we're all in Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's better than family. We can have blood relatives, um, but, but it, it's, it's certainly better being with believing family mm-hmm. than it is with unbelieving family. Yeah, it is. And I, I think sometimes we forget that. Well, nothing's blood thicker than water. You know, family comes first. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus comes first. Yeah, Jesus comes first. That's what he said. That's right. Who his, are my mother and my brothers? And his family came mm-hmm. to get him because they thought he was out of his mind. Yeah. Your, your, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are here. By the way, San Antonio, Jesus had brothers and sisters. Mary had other children. Yeah. And Jesus said, who are my mother and my brother and my sisters but those who do the will of God? Yeah. And uh, Jesus' family were those that he was teaching at that moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's real freedom. You know what? Mm-hmm. These people love us. Even if we mess up, when we mess up, these people love us um, not based on anything that we've done. Uh, they just love us because we share the same heart, mm-hmm. Christ in us. Mm-hmm. Um, if we really, really needed anything, uh, overwhelmingly, they would be here for us. Yep. And it's not just a, 
um, oh, he's the preacher that we listen to, or she's his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, this is real family. This is real family, yeah. How many people have a key to our house? <laughs> <laughs> I would hate for anybody to try to break into our house because they're going to run into somebody from the church there. So it's always something going on at our house. But anyway, um, I was thinking about this too, Pastor Ron, you know, before being in Christ, just like even with Jimmy, you know, I'm sure his mouth was probably foul all the time and then when you get saved all of a sudden you're aware that hey that's not right anymore I can't do that you know walking in that newness of life and it's just a a, a cool thing to to think about because in verse 21 of Romans 6 I told you I've been in Romans 6 what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death you know, just living for ourselves, slaves of sin, um, we were not free. We were free in regard to righteousness, but we were not free. We were slaves of, of sin and death. And, you know, those old things, you know, for any of us who have a, who are saved, we can look back in our testimony. Um, usually it's about the bad things, the bad choices we made. And praise God that now that we're in Christ, we can look back and and he can use those things to, like we can say to Jimmy, hey, you know, uh, stuff has slipped out of my mouth too. Just repent, mean it, and, and keep going. Um, yeah, but I think we need to treat it like it's a very big deal, you know, uh, and, and the tendency... Uh, even among Christians, to say, "Well, it's no big deal. I, I wish I hadn't done it, but mm-hmm. but it's a big deal." Mm-hmm. And um, w- when you when you say, "Jesus, I'm so sorry," um, it will be harder to have junk slip out of your mouth. The Absolutely. Next time. And um, so, so we have to understand anything that separates us from God mm-hmm. is a very, very big mm-hmm. deal, because the next verse you just read, chapter six, verse twenty-one. Mm-hmm. The next verse says, but now that you have been set free from sin. Yeah. Um, and it becomes slaves to God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Yeah, that's the reward. That's the reward. That's the, yeah. When to, we, to be free not to sin is an overwhelming privilege. Yeah. Because before we couldn't help ourselves. That's right. And the Christian says, well, you know, I'm not perfect, so sometimes I sin. Mm-hmm. We've got to understand that we, we've got to hate it because when, when we sin, mm-hmm. it separates us from God. And when we take the attitude that, well, since I'm not perfect, I couldn't do anything about it, mm-hmm. uh, we remain separated from God in terms of, of our fellowship being broken off. Yeah. And when we learn to really hate what God hates, and he hates our sin because mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. separation of fellowship, mm-hmm. um, then we, we can be thrilled by loving what he loves. Mm-hmm. And to be a slave to um, to God, um, Paul says that, that the benefit is, is holiness. Yeah. You know, uh, when I would work, uh, you know, for the longest time, people would want to go out and have drinks, you know, after work or come over to the house or something or go over to their house and drink and stuff. And once I got saved and the Lord said, no, 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 no more, people still were, it's like the devil would send certain people to say, push this button, ask her this, or let's let's see how far we can get her to go this time. And being free, you, I was able to say, no, that's not who I am any longer. I'm living in the, and I didn't know this phrase at the time, but I know now because I'm in Romans 6. Um, <laughs> I'm living in the newness of life. I'm not living in the old deadness of who I used to be. And so, no. And then for your own mom, when she said, you know, honey, divorce him, you come live, you and the boys come live with me because I'm living in the newness of life and um, Jesus is ruling and reigning in me. And he said he hated divorce and I really didn't have grounds for divorce. You were just being a jerk. Um, I could say to your mom. I wasn't being a jerk. I was a jerk. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Okay, you were, but you were good at it. How's yeah. that? Okay, professional. Uh, professional. <laughs> but now you're Pastor Ron. <laughs> Pastor Ron. Um, but to be able to say no, um, that's not in my DNA any longer. Um, I don't have to go the the way of the world. Um, Jesus has a better plan for me, and I'm going to follow His Holy Spirit as He leads and guides me into all truth and into this new life that I'm, I'm in, I'm walking with Jesus, and I'm just going to see what 
what the outcome is going to be. And so we don't have to go the way of the world. Um, you know, I am woman, hear me roar kind of a thing. Or, you know, if it's not going my way, um, you could just hit the highway and, and, and it never turns out good, ever. Anybody who's been divorced, you can ask them if they want to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, it's never as easy and as fruitful um, and freeing. It's as, never freeing. Yeah, as they had hoped it would be. Yeah, even even those rare times when divorce is necessary, yeah. you're never free from the person who is the the, the father or the mother of your children. Mm -hmm. um, you've always got that in common. You've always got that tension, that <coughs> conflict. You're always going to be face-to-face with the failures of your past. Yeah. You see, those are important things to understand. Yet when you are a slave to God and you're pursuing righteousness and holiness, and let me say that holiness is not perfection. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. But holiness means set separated for God. Uh, instead of pleasing me, I'm, I'm trying to please the yeah, Lord. We're separated for His glory. For His glory, not yeah. for our pleasure. Yes. And again, I know this is redundant, Paula, but too many of us, we think, well, I'm free. I can do that. I can mm -hmm. I can drink or, or or I can go to a bar. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a single person and I need to meet somebody. Yeah, you had that question on the radio this yeah. week, too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a single person. I need to, Where else am I going to meet people? Well, uh -huh. how about trusting God to bring somebody? Yeah. But if you're not following Him, then he can't. Yeah. If if you're looking for somebody at a bar, you're gonna you're gonna get what you ask for, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be something that you want. And mm -hmm. and you know the Christian says, well, but I'm free to do that. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much wrong with it. Yeah. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And so the whole thing is, and you say this all the time, uh, Jesus, help me to fall more in love with you today than ever before. And so in loving Jesus, we will trust him that he has what's best for us in his heart, and we will wait. I have, I have to tell the ladies this all the time. I'm praying for two ladies in particular. Please, Mama Paul, I'm tired of being alone, you know. I was like, okay, but don't go, don't go shopping, baby. Don't go shopping. Let's, we'll continue praying and wait for Jesus. You know, get involved in your church. That's where you meet people. Um, don't just come and sit and be jealous that, oh, she's got to... Yeah, but, uh, but I'm going to address it because I don't want that to be misunderstood. Get, in, get involved at church. That's where you meet people. We're, we're not suggesting that church is the only place you can find a husband or wife. But what's important to understand is it is a place where you can watch somebody's, the authenticity of somebody's walk with the mm -hmm. Lord. And here's the, the thing that we, 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 we sort of factor God out of the equation here. God is preparing you. If you are a, a man or a woman and you're lonely, you're single, um, the desire to be with somebody is a desire that's been put into your heart by God. Mm -hmm. So the way you find the fulfillment of that desire is to wholeheartedly abandon your life to God. And if you're like I am praying, help us to fall more in love with you every day. If you're doing that, th that sense of loneliness goes away. And people say to me, and I've had men say this, well, it's easy for you. You've been married to Paula forever. Well, the, the, the point is, whatever God has for you, he's preparing you to be the man that will represent him or the woman that will represent him in the relationship. And if your focus is on just you, then you've got a lot of preparing still to do, mm -hmm. and you're not ready. Mm -hmm. And then when we take matters into our own hands because we get tired of being alone, or maybe it's just hard to make ends meet on one salary, um, what, we, what we end up doing is complicating our lives to such a degree that we find out that we're not free at all. Yeah. And Jesus says, if you just walk with me, mm -hmm. you'll be free. Yeah. And in walking with him in this particular context, you'll bump into somebody, you'll look at him and you'll look at her. There's a couple uh, in our church even now that I watch them sitting together and I see how cute they look together. And my first thought is, who would put those two together? <laughs> and yet there they are. Yeah, who put you and me together, huh? Well, that you makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Oh, sweet. Let's go to, um, we've got we got two calls here. Phyllis from Universal City. Phyllis on line one. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, hello, Pastor Ron and Paula, my two favorites. Hi, Hi beautiful. <laughs> I have a, a little problem going on here, and I need some advice. Can you two hear me okay? 
Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I have uh, a daughter who moved back home. Of course, she lost her job, and it uh, was last April. And um, it just seemed like she's always down. I've talked to her several times. I say, you have to look at it on the bright side. You know, I open my doors. You know, you have a place to stay. You have a, you know, you have a, a water running. You have electricity and all that. Just think of people that don't have that. But every day I, I see just like a negative spirit, and, and, and sometimes it just wears on my spirit. So I'm just trying to see as a mom, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't want to tell her to leave, but I just want her to uh, maybe do better than what she's doing as far as that aspect. And Paul, Phyllis, I know you, you, you. I'm Phyllis, sorry. Can I ask you, is she a, is she a believer? She is a believer. I don't see her quite digging into her word, like, and that's one of the problems. Um, mm-hmm. I know a is lot has to, happened in she, her life the is, last year or so. Yeah. Is she going to church? She's going to church. Okay. But if she's doing one of those uh, church and then there's no change, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And I hate to be, yeah. you know, judging her, but I just don't want to come home and then that negative spirit. I, I, I really feel that, um, you know, when people's spirit is negative, it, it just it, it puts you in a different perspective. Yeah, so I just need things. a little advice. <laughs> I, I can I can help, Phyllis. Thank you for for calling, Phyllis. A couple of things, and I'll let Paula have a shot. And Jane, I know you're holding, and we'd like you to keep holding. Uh, we'll get to your question in a moment. Um, but Phyllis, this is where you stop becoming, um, you stop worrying about the effect on you, and you start looking at your daughter as the object of your ministry instead of the enemy of your ministry. Um, what I would do is set down some ground rules. You know what? My life is not going to be bummed by by your outlook on things. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be in the Bible together. Pick a night or a couple of nights a week where you can sit down and read the Word together, where you can spend 20 minutes in prayer together, those kind of things. Um, but But right now, in the situation she's in, she needs to look up instead of out. Uh, she needs to look up instead of in, and you can help her. You're the instrument that God has has provided for her um, to, to to direct her into the presence and the person of, of, of the Lord. So instead of worrying about how it affects you, just refuse to be affected by her negativity. Um, I know you, you've been alone for a long time, and you, and you do great. However... Uh, now God has given you a ministry opportunity. As long as she's following the rules and she's not doing anything ungodly, uh, this is an opportunity for your light to shine so brightly for her that she sees there's a better way. And and you need to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to be knocking on the door of her heart. But lay down some, some ground rules. Here's what we're going to do, because I don't want this negativity in, in the house. I want this to be a house that celebrates our Lord Jesus. Um, um, we're going to pick a night, Tuesday night. We're going to sit down and we're going to, and maybe there's more nights that are available. I don't know what your schedules are, but we're going to pick a night where we can sit down. Well, let's go through the Gospel of Mark together. Or let's go through the book of Ephesians together and just read it and talk about it and let the Word of God do the work that you can't do. Uh, let the Holy Spirit do the work that He wants to do and be patient with her, Phyllis. Be patient. Paul, you want to add anything? That was really good counsel, Pastor Ron. Probably way better than I would have given. Um, but, um, you know, we have, when our kids come to our house, they come to this church. And so I don't know where she's going to church with you. And is it just, you know, one time on Sunday? Or, or like you said, she's not really pursuing. So yeah, part of part of that, I guess, that responsibility would be to say, you know, we're all going to church tonight. Um, where I go to church, I would I would say, as long as she's living in your house. And she said she's out of work since April. Um, is she pursuing anything, or is she just living at your house? Because uh, well, she's not going yeah. to feel or but see, the, get up. Yeah, the key is she's got all kinds of time now to make Jesus the the, the single focus of her life. Yeah. And um, uh, allow to, uh, learning that, that God is trustworthy, that he'll put her in, her, in his hands and, 
and, and provide opportunities. But mm -hmm. Phyllis, I think it's really important that you look at this as an opportunity to minister and um, um, just just be your mom for a minute. Be a mom and just say, you know what, I'm going to take care of you, but we're going to do it Jesus' way. Mm -hmm. And if she gives you a hard time about it, then the answer is, look, this is what it's going to be like in our house because this house belongs to Jesus mm -hmm. and we're going to have the joy of the Lord in this house. Not phony, fake it till you make it joy but real joy that only comes from being in the presence of the Lord. Phyllis, thank you very, very much. Jane, thank you for being patient and holding. You're on the air. Yes, Pastor. I would like to ask you, you, you pretty much often refer to Jesus, and I appreciate that because you walk with him and you talk with him. And, uh, you know, he's right here with you. But I was wondering, is there any specific reason why you very rarely ever say God? I mean, I'm just curious because you know that's just my curiosity i'm just wondering about it i i can do that i can answer and jane there's a very very good reason for that i'm uh you know jesus came to earth he was sent by the father to reveal the person of the father and the truth is that god is such a general word in our in our culture god can be anything and god has a name uh, you shall give him the name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. Um, for he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And when when we understand that we have no possible way of relating to a an out there God, um, that's why Jesus came. When when um, Philip was um, at the end of of Jesus's ministry, and Jesus was saying, "It's good for you that I go away." For when I go, I will send the, the, the comforter. And, and Philip looked at him and said, well, just show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And it's kind of the same question, Jane, that you had. It's just, well, well you know, just t talk about God and show us the Father that will be enough. And Jesus looked right at Philip. He said, Philip, have I been with you for so long? You don't know that if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And so, Jane... Jesus is the only way we can relate to God. Hebrews talks about a, a, a high priest who can empathize and sympathize with us, a high priest who understands our weaknesses and our deficiencies. Um, Jesus uh, is a man acquainted with sorrows and grief. Um, the Father, you know, when I was a new Christian, uh, I tried to have individual relationships with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and to me, every time I would think, and this is going to sound silly, Jane, but every time I'd think of the Father, uh, I, I just I think that like this green mist, this sort of uh, imperceivable thing out there that really didn't have anything to do. Well, when I talk with the Holy Spirit, it, it would be like, well, I'm talking to somebody who's trying to tell me about Jesus because that's the Holy Spirit's job. And it became real clear to me that Jesus is God. There's no competition between the Father and the Spirit and the Son. Um, Jesus is God. He's the one that, that made it possible for us to know God. And it is through Jesus that we have access to God. There's one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. And in my experience, Jane, the people who talk about God in a general sense um, really have a, a relationship with God that's lacking in intimacy and lacking in passion. And Jesus supplies all of those things. We even call Jesus' final week on earth is Passion Week. And so when I'm with Jesus, I am with the Father. When I'm with Jesus, I am with the Holy Spirit. He's in me, and he's pointing to Jesus. So if the Father sent the Son to reveal the Father, and the Son sent the Spirit to testify about the Son, it just seems uh, practical to me and very, very personal to me to spend my time with the one that both pointed to. And Jesus is the one who taught us how to live. He taught us what to think. He taught us how to, how to, how to, to, to speak to other people, how to relate to other people. And we do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we do that to the pleasure of God the Father. But it's Jesus, it is just Jesus that humans can relate to. So it's a very, very important thing. That the again, look around. The the man or the woman who's talks about God in general terms um, has a relationship that's that's inadequate. Jesus gives us the ability. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's not the Father in us. 
It's not the Holy Spirit in us, the hope of glory. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. I think sometimes we, uh, we, we think, well, well, we must be sliding the Father, we must be sliding the Holy Spirit, when in fact um, they set it up this way. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is the one yeah. that reveals the person of God to us. Yeah, yeah I think when we get to heaven, God's going to say, what did you do with my son? Did you either received him or you rejected him. So, it, again, it's all about Jesus. And this is not a one, just Pentecostal kind of a thing, but it, Jesus is the man. Yeah, it's not Jesus is the Father and Jesus is the, the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way that we access the Father. And when the Holy Spirit's in charge, Jesus' own words, when he comes, he will testify of me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the way it's set up in the Scripture. And, Jane, I think far too few Christians really get this. And uh, it's why I'm sort of an evangelist for the person of Jesus Christ um, when, uh, in fact, I see people who have a a relationship with God that's lacking. Truth is, I love Jesus more every day. Mm -hmm. And and I'm so full of Him and I want to serve Him so much. I, I couldn't do that if I was still trying to please an out there God because I am accepted in the Beloved. Mm-hmm. All my prayers are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, the single most important message that I have uh, to people in, in our church and now on, on this radio program. Uh, I want people to understand that Jesus is God. God has been given a name so that we could relate to God, a God that is so far out there. If only there were a man between me and God to intercede. That's what Job cried out. Well, there is, and yeah. his name is Jesus. Yeah, this, this brings us all the way full circle because our topic for Monday is freedom in Christ. We have the freedom in Christ not to have to keep the law perfectly. We have the freedom in Christ to live every single day hand in hand with him. Yeah, Jane, thank you for holding on. I appreciate yeah, it. That's that such an important question. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis will be praying for you and for your daughter. Well, we're at the end of the program. It's been a great day day edition. Paula, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Lord willing, I'll be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow on AM 630 The Word to take your phone calls and answer your questions. Goodbye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.